ثلاثه Welcome to Double Jump. I'm your host, Yakub, and joining me today is my co-host, Patrick. Hello. And my other co-host, Vishu. Hello, everyone. How are you guys? The co-co-hosts. Yeah, the co-co-hosts. We're all captains here in this ship. <laughs> this hopefully not sinking ship. <laughs> I think this episode yeah. like got cancelled and like rescheduled more than Final Fantasy XV at this point. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel like this new setup that we have uh, is going to suit us much better. I hope so, because we're what's changing this time is that we're not recording physically together like we usually do. We're doing this over over the interwebs, um, and I hope like audio quality is up to par, up to snuff. Because I think every one of us is using a different microphone at the moment. We're going to test the ground, test the waters, and see it. Just the grounds of waters. Just test something and see how it goes, and then hopefully, <laughs> at some point, we're gonna we're gonna streamline this process, and it'll be much easier to deal with in the future. So, okay, let's get the show rolling. Um, let's go. We're gonna talk about some video games that we've been playing recently, some old, some new. Uh, we're gonna be covering some of the important news that, well, it's pretty important for us at least at uh, at the moment, and we're gonna be talking about like rounding off with. Uh, with all the NX rumors, the Nintendo NX rumors that are pretty tasty these days. Um, yeah. So, uh, Patrick, you're going to talk about Firewatch. Um, what is this game and yeah. why should I play it? All right. So, well, I don't know if you should play it, actually. <laughs> actually, I've, I've, been, I've been having, like, I, I've been keeping my eye on the game. I think I have it on my Steam wish list or something. Um, so... Right. I just I just want more like I, I I need more clarification on what kind of game it is because I kind of get the feel that it might be another Gone Home. Yeah, so which I also didn't play by the way. Oh well, okay. I, well, I've played Gone Home and um, I thought Gone Home was uh, I really like Gone Home to be honest. And um, even though I mean there wasn't really any challenge to the game, the story itself was you know immersive. The 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 visuals and the sound was immersive. So right. Firewatch is, is, is similar to that in the sense that you're solving very basic puzzles and the focus is the narrative and it's the the visual experience of the game, how the game looks, how the game sounds. And um, and the game is very hit and miss for me. Like visually, I love the game. This, the sound uh, design and the music and all that, I loved. But when it came to the story, it felt like it was building up to something and then at the end it like fell flat on its face basically like i i didn't like the ending i i understand why they they took that route with the ending like thinking back on it you know like like i i know why they made those decisions but it like i really didn't end up enjoying the game at the very end but i mean it's one of those games where i was enjoying it and then, you know, like there was a build up, build up. I was loving it. You know, like I was solving mysteries. I was figuring stuff out and it was like really, really gripping. And then once you get to the climax and you get to the finale, it was just like, huh, like, okay. 
Um, so it was pretty and, underwhelming and, in, in a sense that um, being, being a game that narrative is pretty important. Like, okay, so, so what I understand here is that there's some puzzle solving and... Yeah, some very basic puzzles. Basic solving. puzzle solving, and you're like walking in a in a in a very like linear path, or is there any like kind of branching uh, paths that you can take that could change or affect the narrative? No, no, it's it's pretty it's pretty linear. Straightforward. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward and linear. The game does give you some options for branching paths in terms of the narrative, but not in terms of exploring. But I'm not sure how much of a difference it, it does to the narrative. Like it doesn't seem, it seems a lot like the Telltale games, you know, like you make choices in those games, but ultimately your choices are very superficial. You know what I mean? Oh, um, okay. Well, superficial is not really the kind of word that you would associate with a Telltale game. I mean, from my experience, like my, my um, the, the, I mean, some I of played... the stuff, some of the, some of the, like the decisions that you make in, in like the, the Walking Dead are pretty like drastic, but, I mean, yeah, but at the end, like, uh, like when you, for instance, uh, the, there are some choices you make in, in the Walking Dead game where, you know, one person dies, the other person survives. But ultimately, when, when you make that decision, it doesn't really change the narrative. Like, at the very end of the game, the same thing's going to happen. You know, oh, okay, you know okay. I, mean? I, I understand. I understand what you mean right now. Yeah. Right now, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, it, it, makes, it makes a difference in that moment. But when you look at the narrative as a like a collective, like as a whole, mm -hmm. it doesn't really make a big difference, you know. So, what is this game about? Like, okay, we we all know so like Firewatch. Yeah. Are, okay. are you like living a story and that's it? I mean, I mean, yeah, like, uh, what, what, what's what's the background that that really pulls the the like what grips you from the beginning like okay what i understand like from from what i've seen from what limited stuff that i've seen about the game um is that you're you're um you're a fire fighter or something that no, no that... you're not a firefighter you're 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 like a forest ranger who oh yeah for, uh, yeah, for yeah. fires yeah okay you're something like, like that first... yeah. yeah yeah so if there's a fire you're the first one that reports it basically oh i see and yeah, and um, and you build a relationship with another Firewatch uh, employee who's a female character, and um, she has a really interesting backstory. and And basically, the entire game revolves around your relationship with her and a mystery that that um, that's part of the environment that you're exploring. Uh -huh. um, I can't really say more than that because it's going to be kind yeah, of spoilerish. Yeah. Even though the game's been out It'll for a while, yeah. I don't want to. These kind know, of games are really it. tough to talk about because it's like you you can't talk about like the 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 story stuff since it's just it's basically story. Yeah, but yeah, but but it's it's much. nice to have like a background of like where you're getting yourself into. Yeah. I mean, let me let me let me put it this way. Like honestly. I would recommend Firewatch in terms of how it sets up the story. Like the way it sets up stories is fantastic. You know, it's it's just the ending that that really like where the game falters. Um, the problem is the game is about it, it costs twenty bucks and the game's like shorter than three hours. Oh. So you have to keep that in mind when 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 you're getting the game. Whoa, um, really? Less than three hours? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, less than three hours. Uh, if I had to choose between Firewatch and 
going home, like going home is way, way better. Like going home, going home is one of my favorite games, to be honest. So gone, gone home. Like I'm, I, gone home. Yeah. yeah. What, what did I say? Going home. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we, we, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. We get it. I'm just being <laughs> picky. <laughs> I'm just getting nitpicky. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so gone home. Sorry, my cats are distracting me. I'll just Sorry. blame it on them. Sorry. So, so yeah. So gone home. Um, I, I really loved gone home, and so I'm into these kind of games, and I was really looking forward to Firewatch, but it's like. I, I I would have a hard time recommending this for someone else. I see. So getting on a sale um, probably would be a easier easier sell in that case. It, um, yeah. It's much better to stomach it's, it that way. I mean, if 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 we're giving games ratings, I would give it like maybe a three out of five. You know, like a seven out of ten, like All something right. like that. All right, that's decent. Yeah. Mm. So next on the agenda is Abzu. Um, I have that purchased as well, and then um, I, I, I'm trying to find like okay. From, from what impressions I've been hearing is that it's basically underwater journey, and yeah, and uh, it's recommended like 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 how you'd usually recommend journey is that you'd play it all the way through from beginning to end since it's one of the shorter ended games. You've been through it, Patrick. H- have you beaten yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, I've beaten it. So I've beaten it twice. What do you think of it? I I adore Abzu. I think I think I think I, 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 like think, I think all three of us have played Journey, right? Bishu? Yeah, I've played the, I played Journey. Okay. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I I uh, I I don't want to say <laughs> I don't like it, but it's pointless. I, I prefer watching uh, off, like that is harsh. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't, what can I say? That's my opinion. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, no, mean no, I mean, I mean, I mean, nothing, nothing uh, wrong with it. I mean, yeah. like, okay, I think it's, I think what you mean is like it's pointless for you to play it. It'd be more enjoyable for you to watch it, right? Or watch someone go through it. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's, not, yeah. I don't want to like waste like three, four hours just to see something pretty. You know, um, you want more than just uh, uh, it's watchable. It's, yeah, I just it's, it's I don't pretty, want just but... to walk or to su- Yeah. Then don't play yeah, Firewatch. Say, like it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um like Journey like it's the reason why I think saying it's pointless is harsh is because I guess I have some sort of emotional attachment to Journey. Like when I played Journey, um oh. it's it's it really it literally like played with my emotions. Like near the end, like it's I wouldn't say it it made me tear up, but like it nearly got to that point. Like I was really affected by the game and by what you were doing in the game. Like the music was amazing and you know, it's as a package it's it's a great game. Like it's it's fantastic. But I am, I mean, again like yeah, I, I'm in the same I, camp. I, I didn't say yeah. I, I it's 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 like uh it's like uh, I'm see, like, looking at the picture, you know. It's very fantastic when it comes to l- like the uh, the final the final game you saw uh, you saw and play. It was like beautiful, you know. Yeah. I, I and I appreciate it, you know, in the in the mm. game, but uh, not uh, not in a way to to say like it's a full. G- it's an experience. Yeah, pretty game. much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm starting to get like when, I, by the time I'm getting like older and older, I'm starting to get like more picky with my games, you know, yeah. uh, and 
and journey like uh, absolute journey they're they're good games but not my my style yeah or it's, my it's definitely it's pro- definitely games not to prefer yeah. yeah 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 it speaks it's to a certain crowd that, yeah, i guess that's what, what i want to say uh yeah. so so patrick for Abzu, yeah. like okay, what I know is that that is like the 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 person who did who worked on the art, uh, like I think the art director of Journey uh, is the person behind Abzu, as well as like Austin yep. Wintery being the the the, the composer for Journey, composer. also composing for Fantastic Abzu. Fantastic So yeah. how? Okay, okay, let's 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 uh, discuss Abzu as disconnected as possible from Journey, so that so that we can like make journey like. like Give a fair analysis of Abzu and, and to be to be honest, I feel like the comparison is slightly unfair. Like it's on the surface, okay, they are similar, and you know they they do share some connections. Yeah, that's why Abzu, I said let's let's talk let's disconnect yeah. journey from the from the conversation and see like what Abzu like. Let's talk about its merits in this case. All right. So the first thing I noticed about Abzu and what I adored was it. First of all, if no one knows, Abzu is um, a game that takes place underwater, and you're like this character that can you're you're human, but you seem not really human. Like you're humanoid. It's I think hmm. your your character is kind of robotic, actually, like a machine. Aren't you like a scuba diver? <laughs> a, a, like a scuba diver no, no, or something? No, no. You're, oh, okay. You're, you're not a person. You're uh, definitely like a machine or some kind you're of. You're something. It's yes. humanoid. Okay. <laughs> so, so you don't have to. <coughs> sorry, you don't have to continuously uh, go up for air and stuff like that. You can stay underwater indefinitely. All right. Um, so the first thing I noticed when I started playing Abzu was your character controls amazing. Like I've, it's been a while since I've played a game where the character controls so well. Swimming. What? You're you're huh. talking about a swimming game, right? Yeah, yeah. So basically, this is Echo the Dolphin. It, well, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I don't mean, remember Echo the Dolphin was controlling good. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It's, yeah, I, mean, it I was which, making which, a joke. Okay. I mean, it depends which Echo the Dolphin we're talking about. Yeah, I, I was thinking... 2D I was ones thinking, or a Dreamcast one? No, no, no. No, no, no the, the Dreamcast one doesn't exist in my book. I, I'm talking about the Genesis <laughs> ones. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, look. Let me let me put it this way. You guys remember the underwater segments of Monster Hunter? Oh no, okay. please no. Oh no, yeah. no, no. This no, is no. wait, wait, hold on, hold on. This is as <laughs> oh, opposite no. of that as you oh. can get. All right. Okay. 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 This thank you for clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Like the, it's it's amazing. Like I because the like, first thing I'm, that came to mind was like fighting a Legaikus right now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like I haven't, I, I don't think I've, I don't think there's a game that has underwater segments that controls as well as Abzu. Like usually when you think about underwater levels, you think like your character's kind of heavy. It's, it's basically the crappiest parts of any game. Like pretty yeah, much. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. But in Abzu, it's amazing. It's it's like I'm I'm like it's it's really just great. I mean, it's. I, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, whatever positive word you can think about, that's what swimming in Abzu is. All right. So, um, so you basically uh, are you guided through the game? Like, is there any way to know what you're doing, or is it like ambiguous and yeah, and the, like the okay? The game is designed. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say the the way the game is designed is like really smartly. Like it's. Uh, it's intelligent. Um, 
So the game is pretty linear, but the environments are huge. And it might seem overwhelming at first, but the game gives you slight hints. Like it doesn't give you an arrow and it's like, go this way, go this way. Like it's, it's nothing like that. But mm -hmm. there's little cues in the environment that, you know, like oh, check this place out. Yeah, like like little bright lights or you know a, a path on the ocean floor, you know. <laughs> a, a group a group of fish making a a group of fish making an arrow. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not like crazy taxi, I suppose. And pizza sign. So so little cues we like that. We have pizza so. here. <laughs> fish pizza. Um, yeah, oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, so anchovies, so man. Little, no, not a big fan. Yeah, no, um, neither am I. So, so yeah, so the environments are designed in a way where they try to push you to go into a certain direction, and um, and even even if you decide to go off the beaten path, you'll find secrets. There are collectibles in the game. Um, there aren't many invisible walls. The way the environment is designed is like um they they close you off from the rest of the environment in a really smart way it's it's not done in a really like abrupt or ugly way if you know what i mean yeah yeah I understand. Um, yeah and um the music is spectacular like i i feel like the music is better than the music in journey yeah austin austin winter he just keeps one-upping himself every every time he works on it's, a game uh his so good. he's and, really and good he's yeah underrated. He's, he's still underrated like he doesn't have that many followers on on twitter i don't think mm -hmm. yeah but yeah um, he his yeah. his work is like amazing i i loved his compositions like especially like i never thought of him like doing music for like assassin's creed but yeah. he still has his connections to the more simplistic, more shorter experiences, uh, stuff that are like, you know, like Journey, like Abzu, that have, um, that really focus on art to like portray their, the, the idea that they're trying to, you know, they're, they're trying to show the player. Like, okay, uh, in games like Journey and Abzu, you have to rely on art and rely on, audio to like enthrall the player like to 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 give them the sense of awe that you know these games are set out to do to to do and i it's, think, it's I think austin, yeah. It's, it's, yeah yeah it's very meditative it's very relaxing it's very laid back um it's i mean like bisho said he wasn't wrong when he said it's an experience and yep I, like i i like some gamers would you know think that's a negative thing i'm not you know, I don't think that's true. Like, I really enjoyed these kinds of experiences, and they have their their, Yanni, they they have their part in 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 the gaming. You know, like world. You know, like we need these experiences because, like, we're so oversaturated with AAA games and you know first person shooters or you know open world games that these small like perfectly sculptured games. You know, give it. It's like a you know breath of fresh air, basically. Yeah, I think I think it's like, like it's, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead, go, go ahead, Bishu. Okay, I'm. Ju I just want to say it's like reading a book. Like it's like uh, living an experience outside of the thirty hours, forty hours games you have to. Yeah, yeah, pretty it's much. A, it's a it's a pellet cleanser. Story. 
It's a pellet cleanser, basically. Yeah. So if you're yeah, like you after perfect. playing like five hours of Doom or like some <laughs> other some other game that is totally like yeah. different in scope and in theme, you just go play Abzu for a couple of hours, get it done, and you know change change your mm. mood. It, it it helps. I think these games have a future with VR, really, because I mean, yeah. I mean, look, uh, it has potential. I think. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't want to. I don't want to praise Abzu more than I already have, but I mean, there hasn't been many games where, like, okay, you know how I when we were talking about Journey, I said it didn't really drive me to tears, but I was close. Yeah. Abzu drove me to tears. Like there was a oh. part in Abzu where I was playing and I was so odd and so like mesmerized by what was happening on screen that, like, like it just. It was amazing. Like it was really breathtaking. It, the the music, the way the music like kicks in during certain uh, set pieces in the game, it's it it was very effective. And it's one of the few games that that's drove me to tears, like not bawling, but you know tears, and made me like smile at the same time. It was just it's a great experience. I, I really really enjoyed it. All right, so we'll put your I'll, I'll take your word for it. Basically. Right out of right on the like the back of the box, drove Patrick to tears. <laughs> Play the game. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it sounds it sounds it sounds fantastic. Um, I'm definitely gonna play it soon. I'm trying to get a few games done and trying to you find know, like you know the what? good two hours, solid two hours to get it to get through it like you, in you one going. You don't have to like look. The the difference between Abzu and Journey is like. Or even Firewatch, Journey and Firewatch, I would recommend you play in one sit through. Uh, one sitting, uh, yeah. You know, like, yeah, one sitting. Um, Abzu, I, it took me like maybe two sittings or or three, like just to play through it, and it was fine that way. It's it's not a long game. It's maybe like three to four hours, yeah. maybe even shorter, depending on if you decide to explore or whatever. But um, the the perfect time to play Abzu that I found was right after you come home from work and you know you're just like stressed out from the day and whatever and you just sit back and you play abzu or like early in the morning on the weekends it's it's such a chill game i really really loved it Is that, right. does it have like a replay value on it no no i mean there's some collectibles there's there there, there are collectibles there's there's actually two kinds of collectibles um but nothing really to drive you to play the game again but it's something I would want to experience, like maybe a couple Once of times. Yeah. yeah, like a couple of times throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and like another reason why there's no replay value is the game doesn't even have a platinum trophy. Uh huh. It has like gold trophies. It has silver trophies. Yeah, not all games no on PSN have platinum, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's 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 like nothing strange to be honest, but. Yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot. I I got it on Steam and uh, yeah, uh, maybe I will try it too when it gets like uh, very cheap on this kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On this These kind of games, like if you, if 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 you know for sure that they're not like 100% for you, then yeah, just wait for a sale and it wouldn't it wouldn't like it'll soften the blow at least. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the next game. Um, I want to talk Tokyo about Mirage. yeah Tokyo Tokyo Mirage Sessions uh, Sharp FE. Uh, the game is out on the Wii U. It's been out for a while. Uh, I think all three of us have played it uh, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this game is 
developed by Atlas, and it's a co uh, collaboration between Atlas and Nintendo to like bring bring together the Shin Megami Tensei franchise along with the Fire Emblem franchise. Um, back when it was first announced, it was unclear how they're going to go ahead and do that, but now that the game's out, we can explain really quick. It's basically Persona. Um, in a sense that... Uh, not, not Persona. Not Persona. Uh, but Shin Megami Tensei. No, I mean, design-wise, it felt it feels like Persona for me. With elements of Fire Emblem, like, sprinkled above that. Um, uh, Patrick, uh, why, why do you say it's uh, more like uh, Shin Megami more than uh, Persona? Because I didn't play Shin Megami. I only played Persona. And I see it like Jacob. Uh, it's very similar to... Uh, uh, Persona. Uh, what do you think? It's well, have more like I mean, Shin Megami more than Persona. I mean, uh, like sh at the end of the day, Persona is a branch of Shin Megami. Exactly. Tensei, yeah. I know? mean, I mean, when I said Persona, yeah. I meant it like aesthetically and uh, some gameplay stuff as well. So to, to be to be honest, to be honest, um, Tokyo Mirage is more like Persona than it is uh, Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah. Usually, hmm. the dungeons in Shin Megami Tensei are a bit more complex. Yeah. I mean, they're still linear, but they're they're not corridors, you know. And it was kind of disappointing that uh, Tokyo Mirage uh, went the route of Persona, because that was the one of the flaws that I found in Persona Four, and it's one of the big reasons why I couldn't enjoy the game actually. Yeah, dungeons and and uh, Tokyo Mirage sessions are pretty simplistic. There are some like. Uh, gimmicks in each dungeon that I've seen so far. I think I've been through four so yeah, far. Yeah. There are some gimmicks. Yeah, the, the, the gimmicks do help. Uh, like I, I enjoy those gimmicks. Yeah, uh, they're they're all they're all right. But the design yeah. of the of the of the dungeons are not that interesting. Um, no, not at all. They are very again like Persona. Um, the good thing about this game is the characters. Like in, before buying the game, I've been like restraining myself from picking it up blindly because I'm not a huge fan of the J-pop thingy. I like J-rock. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I love Japanese culture, but there are like certain things like J-pop and stuff like that. That I'm not really like, idol idol uh, culture that I'm not really that into. Imagine. Imagine playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions in front of your wife and trying to explain to her what it is. I've done that. That's what happened. It happened to me, and I was just like, uh, I'm not really into J-pop, but... In, yeah, <laughs> it happened, and she didn't care, to be honest. But, <laughs> but yeah, the thing is, I don't really like that, that part of Japanese culture, the, 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 the J-pop mm. stuff, the, the idol stuff. But yeah. the way that they integrated that stuff into the game is fantastic. It did not bother me at all. They didn't, like... By the way, it was it was damn the, catchy. Yeah, the music's all right. I mean, soundtrack is is decent. It's not like Persona soundtrack, but it's decent. I, it didn't bother me. Yeah. The the characters actually are pretty interesting. The the and they remain to be interesting. Like they're not like boring characters, like with no personality. No, no, they have a lot of things going for them. The, also, the 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 sub like there are some side quests that you do in between chapters, and these side quests you get to know the characters a little bit more and they're really funny sometimes uh like one of the characters in the game uh you have to like go and okay he's like he, he says let's meet together at the at the rooftop of this building and you go there and it's like dude i need to i need to like lift up like become more charismatic for this show that i'm trying to pull off and in order to get 
better at my show and like have more charisma, I uh, let's go pick up girls. It'll <laughs> it'll it'll make me it'll make me more charismatic hopefully. So you go and go yeah. you go and try to hit on girls. It, it, I mean it it has this kind of stuff, you know. Um yeah. Which is what I think is one of the great things about Persona that they are trying to portray in this game. Uh, the characters are pretty cool. Um, battle system is really interesting. Uh, I like the the way that you can chain attacks together depending on the like the weakness of the of the enemy. Um, it's something that is done, I think, similar to Persona, and I think Fire Emblem has some of those elements as well, right? Where you can yeah, and chain Shin, attacks, Shin Megami. Shin Megami Tensei. So it's a, it's a really nice balance, and the way they integrated like Shin Megami Tensei into this into the game is like they use audio cues from Shin. Me- uh, sorry, not Shin Megami Tensei. I meant like Fire Emblem. They use some audio cues from that. They use some character stuff from that. I don't want to get really yeah. like the the combat. The combat specifically is very similar to Fire Emblem in the sense of the weaknesses and the strengths are. I think straight from Fire Emblem. Yeah, and but the the spells and the name of the spells and the abilities are straight from uh, Shimigami yeah, Tensei or Persona. Persona. And Shimigami, yeah. yeah, but there but are like, like crossover instance, stuff. Yeah, like um, if you have uh, the Lancer character can um, can do more damage against enemies that are riding on horses, for instance. That's from Fire Emblem. Exactly. Uh, it's these yeah. touches they like they sprinkle it ever so slightly and. And it doesn't like get in the way. Like it doesn't, it doesn't change what the game is trying to, to do, which is be a Japanese RPG that is fun. I think really colorful, um, very interesting. Uh, I mean, so far I haven't gotten bored a single time. The way you progress through this game, like the way you level up your characters, the way you learn abilities is fantastic. Like every single yeah. level you're learning stuff, your, your, your characters level up their weapons um, and every time you level up a weapon and you master it, you can change to another, you can make another weapon and, and then level that up and every time your weapon levels up, you unlock an ability. You, you keep growing at a very, very, very fast pace and you actually feel the difference, which is really, really good. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, so far, I mean, I'm enjoying it. Um, I like the social media aspect of the game, although I'm not a fan of how they implemented it with the gamepad because I have to keep on keep looking down away from the screen. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, I've never seen like a Twitter wannabe sort of thing done in a game like this. Um, and yeah, I, I, th- I think generally it's worth giving it a, giving it a look if you're into Japanese RPGs and you have a Wii U just collecting dust. Um. Yeah. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I, I've. That's all I have to say about the game. I mean, you, you, pre- you pretty much mirrored my thoughts. You know, like I love the the fighting system and the mechanics, and I love the characters. I love the way your characters' uh, abilities uh, improve and your skills. Like it constantly feels like you're progressing through the game, even if you're not. You know, as long as you're leveling up, you're ma- you're you're crafting new weapons and stuff. It's it's a uh, it's the way they implemented it is very well done. Um, Story is interesting. Characters are interesting. There is a good mix of humor, a good mix of you know serious dramatic stuff. Um, so yeah, like uh, I, I would also recommend this for anyone who who enjoys RPGs. Yeah, uh, there, there's something very special about this game. It's that uh, it's encourage you to like use your special moves. 
uh, other games, usually when you play RPGs, you usually like save all your mana, save your items uh, for the for the time of need, you know, when, or a boss battle. Uh, but in this game, I found it very, very encouraging. It tells you use your moves. You'll you'll fight better. You'll finish the fight more faster, and you'll get stronger with time. Don't worry about your mana. There will always be a place where you can go out and refill your HP and mana again. Uh, this is very fantastic. Yeah, this is yeah, something and, really and cool. Like you can get in and out of dungeons really fast. Yeah, and and I and I mean what Bisho is saying is very accurate because you have abilities that also encourage you to use mana because they ref they refresh your mana like every turn. You know, you get like three or four you know mana points. When the turn uh, ends or something like that, so like, you're you're always encouraged to 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 use your abilities. Like even when you run out of when you run out of mana, you you always can use like the uh, you know mana replenishing items, and and they replenish a lot back. So it's never it's never slow. It's never yeah. uh, like you know cumbersome. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoy this game a lot, and I think like anyone who has a Wii U and and. And the time, and also because it's it's a pretty long game, um, and also like our, our fans, a fan of uh, JRPGs, and waiting for Persona Five. This is a really, really, really good game to get into. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. not bad at all. Yeah, highly recommended. Uh, give it a shot, guys. Um, so next up is a game that also all three of us have played: um, Monster Hunter Generations. Or uh, Monster Hunt, Monster Hunter: the Greatest Hits. Yeah, exactly, Greatest Hits. Um, it's exactly that. I mean, the game's out on 3DS. Uh, it has online multiplayer, local multiplayer, like the usual stuff. But what is different from what is different in this game that you know, comparing it to Monster Hunter Four? Are you asking? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm pretending <laughs> I'm pretending like I'm feigning uh, um, uh, feigning. I'm, I'm feigning ignorance so that I can make this interesting. <laughs> Uh, be sure you want to take this. Uh, no, you'll take it because I'm a little stuck here in in one of the stages in Super Meat Boy. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, that's right. You're 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 playing while we're talking. Yeah, because yeah. we're we're uh, we're we're doing a video version of this podcast as well, so it's gonna have Bishu sucking at Super Meat Boy while we're recording. Anyways, <laughs> so Monster Hunter Generations, okay. uh, Patrick, so, so why should I play this? Yeah, so Okay, so what differentiates Monster Hunter Generations from Monster Hunter 4 and all the other previous Monster Hunters is actually, I think, like two main things. Uh, the first thing is that uh, the game features a, a, a category of special moves called Hunting Arts, which uh, basically turns... I mean, it doesn't make the game an, a more of an action game. It still has its slow bits where you have to, you know, be strategic in, in your moves and, and how you dodge and how you attack stuff. Um, Dude, it's basically but, super moves. Yeah, there's super moves. But yeah. I mean, like, when you're not doing super moves, you're still, you're still you know, playing Monster Hunter. Slowly. Yeah. yeah, you're still playing Monster Hunter. It's not like you're all of a sudden playing Bayonetta or, you know, Devil May Cry or something. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's it does the same game with with extra moves. Yeah, yeah, it, it mm. does speed things along. Like I've beaten monsters pretty fast because of my hunting arts. You know, no, um, I think it's uh, I think because it, the game is much easier. 
I don't think I, the art's making like this much I big feel, difference. I, I this feel is like something I agree. Yeah, this is something I agree with Bishu here. It's it's. I think I I, I feel like this game is a bit easier than the past or that the past uh, iterations. You guys don't think it, you feel that way because you put hundreds of hours in Monster Hunter Four? No, of course, <laughs> of course. This is this is a factor. I'm not I'm not dismissing this, yeah. but also yeah. um, I think the way they designed combat in this version, it makes certain combinations of weapons very very much more effective than what it used to be in in uh, Monster Hunter Four. Like for example, because because mm. mm. there are styles now. Like outside yeah. of outside of like hunter arts, which are like super moves, you can pick a style. Like every weapon now has an option. Like you can pick between four styles. So, yeah. for example, this game made me actually play great sword for the first time ever in in, in a monster hunter game, like personally. So, let me because guess here, you your Ariel, of course. So what what <laughs> what Patrick meant here is that there are four styles. One of them is Ariel, which is basically focused. It, it focuses your gameplay and your attacks um, for like design. It's designed for jumping, basically. Your roll changes to a, changes to a jump if you if you try to roll towards an enemy and the, and 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 you hit the like you touch the enemy, you you jump uh, on that enemy. And in the air, certain weapons get certain attributes for that style that you usually can't do in others. You can also have the guild style, which is, it really just mimics the original style of the weapon, like the original Monster Hunter style that you're used to in previous games. The guild, uh, the guild is for, for ultimate style. Yeah, it's for ultimate, basically. Um, yeah. You have also the striker style, which is basically, it strips away some moves that there are some, some abilities that some of the weapons have. Uh, and gives you three super uh, three super moves yeah, that you can activate yeah. separately. Uh, it's uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Hamid told me it's uh, from the second generation, from the PSP version style. Sort of, sort of, but you actually you actually get you actually get uh, uh, three super moves instead of like one, which is mm -hmm. like the other styles have. Um, and then the last one is. Uh, uh, Bushido is the Japanese version is called Bushido. I think here the it's called Adept. adept style. Yeah, Adept style. The Adept yeah. style is more like focused on evading and timing your evades and uh, and uh, reacting to to your to to your enemy. And um, it's it's pretty tricky and cool <coughs> as well. And I think I think some combinations of weapons, like for example the switch axe, um, giving it like the area style makes it. So Super effective and really much easier yeah. to play. Even great sword, like great sword, you're just jumping around, charging your your great sword while in the air is much easier to charge while you're standing still in the ground. You know, it it makes yeah. the game easier in a sense. Like it makes you more effective. It doesn't make the game easier. It just makes you super effective. And but, I think it but, translates. By the way, I, yeah, I, I actually do think the game is a bit easier because I used to hate fighting the. Kazoo, the Kazoo, whatever. Yeah, Kazoo. Yeah, Kazoo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and uh, in in generations, he seems to be much easier. I, I think. Don't know if it's... I think it's because of how you're tackling the fight now that you have more. <laughs> yeah, maybe. more options. Like seriously, I it made so much more sense to me when I played Great Sword Ariel. It doesn't make sense because you know you're you're swinging a really heavy weapon, but with Ariel style, it it doesn't feel that way, you know. Because because you yeah. can you can just continuously like jump on a monster and just wail at it with like level three charges, 
stuff that you can't usually do on you know normal great swords and different and like past games. So yeah. it makes the game feel easier and it makes you more effective. It's like it's probably going to be really tough for people who are still like first timers playing this game, but it makes experienced players super effective compared to like the older games. I mean that this is this yeah. is the way I see it. I don't know if you guys mm. agree, but yeah, um and also it's a, it's really cool cuz you get to see all the monsters from the previous games. Previous games. Or most yeah. monsters from previous yeah, I mean, games. I I feel like for new players it's actually I mean I still think Monster Hunter 4 is the best Monster Hunter to get into if you're new. But um, Monster Hunter Generations has a bunch of, in, like, uh, I was going to say interesting, but they're not interesting. But they have a <laughs> lot of useful tutorials, you know. Yeah. Um, so so if you're a new player, like, I, I feel like it's also a good entry point. Uh, so I feel like it's, it's not as overwhelming as, you know, playing Monster Hunter 3, for instance. They get a little better every game uh, they release yeah. in trying to streamline the, the, the learning curve. It's still pretty high, yeah. but it gets I mean, better and better every after every game they release. There's there's a ton of text in Monster Hunter Generations, like a lot of talking. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's the same it's the same since like ever ever since they, they started localizing the game. But yeah, I, I think it's a really good entry in the series. Um, there's a lot of villages. Like pretty much all the old villages are back. So you can you can visit all the old yeah. villages. There's um, a there's, there's a single player also, component. Mm, I was gonna just say there's also the second new uh, addition they added to Monster Hunter, which is the Prowler mode, which uh, oh yes lets you well lets you take control of uh, one of your feline uh, palicos, you know, cats, uh, palicos, cats. Uh, which is at first I thought was useless, but then uh, when I actually went out in the field and I was experimenting, I found out that you can uh, mine and uh, f like farm. Yeah, farming, and stuff <laughs> farming, infinitely. baby. This, yeah. this is basically farm mode. Yeah, but to be honest, it's unfair to call it that because once I uh, got them really good armor and weapons, they were also really, really strong. Yeah. So don't don't be fooled by their small stature. They're they're actually once you get them good armor, get them a good weapon, they can take down monsters as well. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a new layer to Monster Hunter that we're not usually used to. You know, it's it's it's, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I I think this is the best Monster Hunter yet. Um, like at least uh, I, at least I, in terms I, of I, content. Because uh, there's a lot of monsters think, in this game, and there's a lot of variations, and then you get into you I get feel, into yeah. I feel okay. I feel like the single player component of Monster Hunter 4 was is way better than Monster Hunter Generations. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe because you've you've played the single player for this one. I've I've totally like yeah. skipped it. I've went straight to multiplayer. Um, no, I played it also. But mul yeah. multiplayer the multiplayer aspect of Monster Hunter Generations is superior to 4 just because there's a lot of content. But yeah, the single yeah. player mode which which is a shame because because it's the greatest hits, I feel like missed opportunity. Like the writing, yeah, it's it's a huge missed opportunity because the the writing just feels lazy. Like you you meet all these characters that you've uh, like met in previous installments of the games, but they're but they have no value. You know, it's like oh hey look that's the guy from Monster Hunter Three or yeah oh, fair hey, enough. Look, but they, they there's no they they have no substance. You know, it's just superficial. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I. I mean, I haven't seen much of the single player to be honest. So I could not yeah. like. 
I mean, as a multiplayer game, uh, compared to like all the older uh, Monster Hunter games, I still think it's 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 one of the one of the better ones, especially with the new gameplay mechanics that they're introducing. Um, and I don't know, and I don't know like if they're gonna carry on like moving forward if they're gonna put in the 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 new mechanics uh, I, I, it's gonna be hard for me to transition back to the older uh the older like uh you know normal style gameplay of monster hunter like uh, i want to play aerial great sword in monster hunter 5 is what i'm trying to say <laughs> anyways so i think we'll take a break and we'll be back in a bit Hey, so we're back again. Um, we're going to be continuing our our show with uh, Deus Ex, Human Revolution. Um, I'm going to be briefly talking about my second playthrough of Deus Ex, Human Revolution, since we're getting close to Mankind Divided, which is the new Deus Ex, um, the sequel to Human Revolution. Um, I, the last time I played this game was like five years ago, when it first came out. Um, I played it on PC back then, and now I'm playing the director's cut. Uh, to be honest, I couldn't tell much of a difference between both versions. Patrick, if you can... I mean, I, I think you've played through the Wii U version, am I correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually beat the Wii U version a few months ago. Great. So, um, do you know Do you know what what's different in the director's cut compared to the regular edition? Yeah, so they... In the, in the original edition, you didn't have... Like, you were... There were boss battles. Um, and... A lot of fans didn't enjoy those uh, boss battles because Dusex is all about you know um, choice and you know having multiple uh, options on how to complete the mission. Yep. Um, and so they uh, so what they did was uh, they reworked the bosses so you didn't have to fight the bosses that there was like a stealth option. Uh huh. Um, they improved textures and lighting, from my understanding. Because I think I remember um, it being less yellow than it used to. I mean, I thought I, I was worried maybe it, it was just me. It's it's less yellow in the director's cut. Yeah, yeah, that's what I noticed. I, yeah. I thought I thought maybe it was yeah. me misremembering it or something. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Uh, so basically, it felt weird going back to a game that controls the way it used to control because. One of the things that bothered me playing this game again is the control scheme. It's really weird. It's like nothing like the games that we're used to these days. Um, the, like, the original game wasn't good? No, no, no. The control scheme is different. Like here, for oh. example, if you wanted to run, you have to tap the L, the left bumper, like L1 okay. to run. Okay. Uh, to crouch, you have to press the left stick in. You know, It, it yeah. felt old. Cause you know, yeah, yeah, it's it. The game definitely hasn't aged well. Like when I played it, uh, like visually, it hasn't aged well. The, the like um, story wise, it's it's all right. Story is um, all right. Uh, visually, yeah. it's all right, but you can tell like it's pretty old. Like it's stiff. Yeah, it's know? stiff. Exactly. That's a really yeah. good word to um, describe it. Um, yeah. But yeah, other than that, it's. I mean, I still enjoyed it. Um, it was it was pretty fun. Uh, I'm trying to prepare myself for Mankind Divided, and I think it'll be a good way to reflect on the changes, like what five years of development would 
would feel like when you're making a sequel to a game um, like this one. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's still playable. Give it a shot. I still hate the boss fights. Um, did, did, did you not avoid them? I couldn't avoid them as far as I know. Like It just put me straight into the boss fights. I don't think Are there you was... sure you were playing the director's cut? Yeah, pretty much. I think I think every, I am, yeah. Because when I launched the game, it says director's cut, and then all. Wait, are you are you playing are you playing like in a stealth way, or are you playing like all out? You know, I mix shooter? I mix I mix a match, depending on my mood. Because okay, because if you're playing like uh, like if you're playing in a stealthy way, it's really easy to avoid some of the bosses. Um, they, there's usually like an extra path that opens up where you have to go like hack something or whatever. Huh. Maybe, maybe, maybe I didn't. I, I didn't know you could do that, to be honest. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've, I mean, I've I've been through the boss. Boss fights are really like easy. I haven't had trouble beating them. Yeah, it's not that they're. It's not that they're. Yeah, they're just, you know, it's cumbersome. Like, I, 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 yeah. they're not fun. Yeah. But yeah, um, I have nothing much else to say about the game. Um, Patrick, you're yeah. going to run us through your experience with Dishonored. So I played Dishonored when it first came out in 2012, and it uh, made a huge impact on me, and it, it, became, it quickly became one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. And, um, and when the HD uh, Definitive Edition was announced, uh, I planned on getting it, but like it, I, like, I have a huge backlog, so... I never ended up getting it until like recently when Dishonored 2 was announced actually and uh, I wanted to see how it held up and if it aged well because like I we were discussing earlier like I had played Dusex and um and that hadn't really aged that well so nope. I wanted to see if it was the same thing with Dishonored and surprisingly or unsurprisingly uh, I don't know which way you want to put it it actually aged extremely well except for some very minor issues. Um, so for those who don't know, Dishonored is a stealth action-adventure game with some role-playing elements in it. Um, and so... It's what like Thief saying, is supposed to be, the new Thief. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically influenced by Thief a lot, and it's like the new Thief. Uh, and you play an assassin, and... You have branching paths uh, during missions, and uh, you can either be uh, really aggressive and kill everyone, or you can be like a silent killer. Um, and if you decide to go on a killing spree, uh, there's negative results, and you start seeing the environments change, and uh, like you see a, a lot more um, deadly rats. Because the the environment the game takes place in is during the plague, I think. Like a, yeah, like influenced by uh, like the nineteenth century London or something like that. And there's a plague that's ruining the city. Yeah, and it's a plague, a rat plague, basically. So the more people you kill in the game, the more rats you see on the streets, and the rats attack you. They're they're very aggressive. But if you decide to play um, in a really smart and stealthy way. You like you won't see these rats. Like you, you'll barely ran, uh, run into them. Um, and the game also has multiple endings and and all of, like that kind of stuff. And it's 
it's still it holds up extremely well and i still love it like the only issue i have with the game is and i mean a lot of stealth games have this issue where you're like sneaking around and there's an enemy right near you and you can basically get really close and they still won't notice you you know mm -hmm. um and like nearly get into their like like if it was real life, they should notice you. But it, because it's a game, you have to like suspend your disbelief and you know, and and just get on with it. But um, but I don't remember it being this bad, and um, and I ran into it a few times. And I mean, I'm not complaining because like I got through some really tricky spots uh, thanks to the, to the AI not uh, recognizing that I was around. Um, but everything else in the game from the story, the cat. Whoops. So yeah. Go. All right. So we were talking earlier off the air how you were interested in playing uh, Dishonored, and um, I think you would really, really enjoy it, especially since I mean it's aged a lot better than Deuce X has uh, aged and. Um, like I said, uh, everything about the game is uh, spot on, you know, except for some AI hiccups here and there. Everything else is like near perfect, in my opinion. Well, I think I think the problem with with Deus Ex is that it it didn't age well in certain aspects, like multiple aspects actually, because the way the way like it handled stealth attacks making them very limited because there's no melee button you had you could only interact yeah. with a certain like npc uh, depending on how many energy charges you had at the time and it was very limiting um i think i think dishonored is a little bit more lenient compared to that um so i don't know i i, I think i think i played the wrong thief game when it comes to like playing dishonored <laughs> or thief and i unfortunately yeah. played the new thief uh, yeah. but I think hearing from you that it still holds up very well, um, and the new one really looks good. Uh, I want to, I want to, I want to make sure I don't miss I miss out on the older yeah. Dishonored and, game. And the definitive edition uh, comes with the DLC, which I mean, there's one like very average DLC, but the there's two others. Um, I forgot what it was called. I think one the, of them was called like. The, Oh, Dunwall. The knife, the knife, knife of, of Dunwall. Dunwall yeah. The knife of Dunwall. Yeah, is is probably the best one, and it's really, really great. Um, I won't say much about it because it actually has something to do with the main story, um, and I actually somehow had avoided all spoilers when it came to the DLC. Um, so when I started the the knife of Dunwall, I was actually like pleasantly surprised at how at how uh, like great it was as story uh, on the story side of things all right that sounds great um yeah yeah i'll definitely check it out next um i'm planning to play that pretty soon um after i beat deus ex i suppose and before like i don't know if i don't know if i'm gonna like take a break from uh like after a human revolution um play something else play before diving play, before, play before diving yeah because mankind divide yeah. is really it's, it's like out next week so I don't yeah. know. Well, what what you could do is play Human Revolution. I mean, beat it. Yeah. Play Abzu. Beat it. Mm -hmm. Play Dishonored. Beat it. Then play <laughs> uh, 
I don't know, Firewatch, beat it, then play the new Deus Ex. <laughs> so it's a, it's a very long list. So basically, so basically, I like mean, skip on life for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of games, man. A lot of good games to play. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So uh, finally, we have No Man's Sky. I think Patrick is the only oh, one yeah. who played it in between between yeah. us. So. Run us down really quick, Patrick. I, I really want to hear your thoughts about the game because okay, why so, should uh, we yeah, play this game? B-show. Yeah, were you going to say something, Bishop? No, I'm just uh, waiting. Interested? I, I want. To, yeah, I, I'm kind of interested uh, for this game, but um, I really don't know if I want to play it or not. Okay, uh, so. I've been following No Man's Sky since it was announced, mostly because I'm into space and I'm into exploration games, and exploration games have an easy time of sucking me in, in particular, uh, and 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 getting me um, attached to exploration exploration type games, because um, like I enjoy like that's how I de-stress basically like games. Like I enjoy games with a strong narrative, but games that like, for instance, Minecraft. I used to play a lot of Minecraft just because I just used to enjoy doing random things like, like mining and then like building a big house or you know building a small village or whatever. So No Man's Sky is. I mean, it's not Minecraft. It's definitely not Minecraft, but it's an exploration game that's. It's that that lacks depth, but mm. for me personally, that doesn't matter because it does uh, a few things extremely well. Like um, the fact that you can, I mean, you have your own spaceship, and the fact that you can fly around space and land on any planets with mm. zero loading time is mind blowing. You know, mm. like the game only has one loading time, and that's when the game starts. Once the game starts, you can do whatever you want, and there is zero loading time. And I've never seen a game do that before. You know, like when you play Skyrim, when you enter big dungeons or big houses, there's mm-hmm. there tends to be a loading time. Um, yeah. When you know, same thing with Fallout and and all those kind of open world games. But but in uh, in in No Man's Sky, you fly your spaceship, you find the planet you're interested in, you fly to the planet. You land on it, you enter buildings, zero loading time. So um, it makes the entire game more streamlined, which is which is great. Um, the combat in the game is like kind of weak at first, but it gets better when you get better weapons. But it's still not... I wouldn't recommend this game if you're looking for a shooter. Uh, mm. Space combat, same thing. When When you have your first spaceship, it's pretty crap but when you buy a better spaceship and you upgrade the weapons and stuff uh, space combat can be a lot of fun um exploring planets so and and something else that um i mean some people might not know if if you you're not following the progress of the game um all the planets in the game are randomly generated Mm -hmm. so there's 18 quintillion planets in the game um which is like a humongous number, and Crazy every number. plant, <laughs> yeah, and uh, 
and every planet is different from one another. So you'll never find the same planet twice, but things, I mean, from planet to planet, some things uh, stay the same, th some things change. It's some, like you might have two planets with just minor changes, like just a change in, of color, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but then you might find a planet that's just all water with some land, and that's like very beautiful to look at. Um, it's a very relaxing game. It's it's very laid back. Uh, there there isn't a lot of depth to it. There is a story to it, but it's not. It's not going to win any awards. It's it's just mm -hmm. there to to um, to supplement the exploration. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's for me personally, I love it, but I wouldn't recommend it for everyone. Um, if, okay. I, I like exploration, yeah. but, uh, I, I don't like space that much. There are just very little games that I, I liked about them. Uh, yeah. most of the time I, I prefer exploration over space. Um, yeah. so does the space affect uh, the game so much? Is it like very, like, um... like the the space is is how you travel? That's uh, just it, like... just a place to travel from uh, yeah, planet like, to planet. Yeah, like if you don't want to engage in space combat, you don't have to. You can you can easily fly away from enemies. But if you hmm. end up uh, killing the enemies, you you tend to get better treasure and. Um, better loot, uh, mm -hmm. but it's I not something. Yeah, yeah, but it's I not it's, something it's that they force you to like do. It's handled as a backdrop to a survival game. Think of it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Um, it's it's not a game that's going to get a lot of good reviews, and and that's been obvious. I mean, like the game's been out for, I think, is this the second week or is it? No, no, I, no. I don't even know if it's. It was I out think this week. The first it was out. It was out. Yeah, it was yeah. out like like last week. It's barely a week yeah, old. Yeah. By, by the time yeah. we've been recording, so maybe when yeah. the episode is out, it's been a week already on PS4. It was out on yeah, PC so, on uh, on Friday, and it's already got that in mind. <laughs> yeah. So so the reviews. It's not going to get amazing reviews, but like like it's not going to ruin the enjoyment for me. You know, like because the game does so many things that I enjoy so well. It's one of those games where I'm not even checking reviews because I just don't care, you know? Um, when people complain about it online, like I tweeted about this the other day, like like people will complain about its flaws and whatever, and my reaction is usually like, like yeah, you, you have a point, but I still love it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I mean me, it's, it's, it's a game that speaks to your sensibilities in a sense that, okay, you can just sit down, have fun, Regardless of like whatever criticism it has, it's it's yeah. it's it's made for your sensibilities. This is why I'm like, a little bit like I'm a little bit worried that if I if I drop in the sixty dollars, I'm just gonna end up playing like a few hours and then just never visit it again because I don't yeah. usually usually play survival games. Like I, I don't play that survival kind, games that kind either, of survival like, games, you know? Yeah, like like the only survival game I've I've ever really played is. And you won't even call it survival. Is Minecraft? Like, yeah, I, I never even know? played Minecraft. I never cared yeah. for Minecraft. So but yeah. but I mean, let, let me let me put it this way. Like so so people. I mean, you you have a you know me, but so people have a better idea of of the kind of games I play. Like for example, Skyrim. Yeah. I put three hundred, nearly three hundred hours into Skyrim, 
but the majority of that time was spent wandering around and exploring. I did quests here and there, but I never, like, I played 300 hours, nearly 300 hours, and I never beat the game, you know? Yeah. Uh, Fallout 3, I put nearly, like, 600 hours into the game, and I did beat the game. I did everything in Fallout 3, but it took me, like, 600 hours because I was just exploring. Same thing with Fallout 4 and, you know, so on and so forth. Like, I'm, I'm the kind of gamer that if you give me a world to explore that looks nice, that has some mysteries, like, it, it doesn't even need to be, like, it doesn't need to have incredible depth. Just give me something mysterious, something that looks strange. I'm sucked in, you know? Yeah. Hmm. I think technically okay. this uh, game, like, uh, really quick, Bishu, like, I think technically this uh, game is a really, like, good testament to what a 12-man team can do with a... 15. I think they're 12. <laughs> they, they became 15 now? I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, because I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm used to hearing... They're, they're a small group, anyways, yeah, for a game yeah, like this small, huge. Like, yeah, yeah, the fact that they're 15 or 12, like, the fact that they're a tiny team, and I think people forget about this. Like, they, they don't realize they're, they're a tiny team and they built this this game that has such incredible potential that, like, AAA publishers would have difficulty making a game like this and making it... Like you know, enjoyable. The, the smart thing about this, like develop game development wise, is how they managed to write the algorithms that would, you know, generate all this content on your screen. Because everything is voxel based, and if you watch Digital yeah. Foundry's videos, like one of the recent videos, is how they explained the game was made using voxels and how their algorithm um, uses like a very limited amount of assets in their engine. That which they built from from the ground up, and yeah. with their algorithms generate an entire galaxy worth of content. So it's pretty yeah. cool. It's really, really, really smart, and a testament to what they've they've uh, like achieved in in making a game this this huge with a very small team. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'll be following I'll be following the the game uh, for like. The next few months and see how it evolves and see how they update it because I think they're going to treat the game as a service. They're going to add. They're going to continue adding I, stuff to the game. I bet. I I really hope so because because like I was saying, um, and sorry, Bisho, I know you were going to say something, but like I, no, I it's just okay. Wanna, <laughs> don't, don't worry. <laughs> just I want to just add real quick, like like what I, as I was saying, like the game has a lot of potential and and they said they're they when they released the day one patch notes, they mentioned like. The next big patch is going to be is going to include um, base building, and um, you're going to end up uh, being able to own f freighters, which is like huge spaceships. Yeah. So if they continue, if they continue to add more stuff to the game, like I can see myself playing this game for years to come. Um, me personally, like what I want them to add is more customization options. Like I want to customize my spaceship, like. It's it's cool that we can buy spaceships and there's a, a variety of cool spaceships you can buy, but the fact that I can't make it my own and I can't change the the color of it or add stickers or yeah. decals and stuff like that, like it's a bummer. But like, um, but like I'm 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 hooked, you know. Nothing a patch can't fix, uh, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what were you gonna say, Bisho? 
Um, I just want to ask a question about the length of the game. Uh, it's very important to me th that the game have has an end, has an ending because yeah. I, I always want to play something new. I don't want to stick to for a game <laughs> yeah. for a very long time uh, mm. unless there is like a, a very good reason to play it that long. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's games like Overwatch, uh, Minecraft. I know they are good games, but. Yeah, I don't want to like waste too much time in one game, uh, yeah, because yeah. I lo I love always trying new, new things. stuff. All, all, yeah. Uh, yeah, always, all the time. So, uh, does this game have has an ending? If I play yeah, it, does it, so. does it, does it have a defined goal, like end goal that you that you are you willing to sink in? Yeah, with, yeah. Like hours of your I mean, time to achieve. I mean, the point of the game the the point of the game is to get to the middle of the universe, and when you're on the the map where it shows you uh, like all the galaxies you can go to, there's actually a tab that you can uh, select that shows you the quickest path to the center of the universe. Um, and that's if you want to play the story. Like, if you want to do the story mode, like, they, they have a set path for you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, the, the guy who bought the game before it was released and before it was patched, which apparently changed a lot, but I mean, he he ended up beating the game in 30 hours. So I'm gonna I'm gonna guesstimate and say the game is gonna take about like that long if you want to just go to the center of the universe. But to be honest, if I wouldn't recommend this game if that's what you want to do. To be honest, like. Hmm. Um, but I feel the, the exploration in this game is very, so much fun. Uh, yeah, like, it is. Uh, it is fun. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I feel like everyone should experience this game. And, but I don't want you to to buy the game thinking that it has an interesting enough story for you to like, you know, play it just for the story. You know, yeah, like the, uh -huh. the strength, the strength of the game is exploration. It, story is like, that. yeah, Something the story is like the backseat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, to be yeah. to be clear, there's no multiplayer in this game, right? <sighs> well, that's the mystery. <laughs> like, like the uh, Sean Murray, the creator of the game, he's not really giving a straight answer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like before, it's not being release, marketed as a multiplayer game at all. No, at, at all. But he said before release that if two players were on the same planet, then they'd be able to see each other. But you can't play with friends like co-op or whatever. So it's not marketed as a co-op game or an online game. But I feel, I have a feeling, and I don't know why I have a feeling that um that they're working on it that's that's the feeling i have that's that's why they're not talking about it i i don't know because if you look at his uh, his twitter feed um he's he's always vague about it and he's not usually that vague like he's he's usually like a very like he gives good answers you know but when it mm -hmm. comes to multiplayer he's like dodging the question like so well I think I think it's because they they have a realistic like expectation I mean, of how the servers are gonna you know there's there's a lot yeah. of factors that determine like they that govern the the this feature like okay how, what about server load how are we gonna deal with that what kind of I think how do we yeah, how do I we think... make our algorithms work in real time so that it would sync two players if not more at the same instance in the same time because. The way the game is programmed is really, 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 really weird. Like, I don't know if it's actually possible to have proper multiplayer the way the algorithms work. So, 
I wouldn't yeah. blame him I for mean, trying to dodge a question like that because he. I think they want to do it, but there are so many th- hurdles that they need to, like technically pass, like jump over in order for them to properly imp- implement multiplayer in the traditional sense that we are used to as gamers. You know, I think I think yeah. it, it makes sense for them at the current state to do something that's asymmetric. You know, asymmetric multiplayer, um, but traditional multiplayer. I think. It's going to take a while until they figure it out. Um, unless yeah, like, I mean, they uh, surprise us and they release like a patch and, okay, there we go. You can go, go meet each other now. <laughs> but I think yeah, it's going to so, be a while the way the game is designed. Yeah, I mean, like just a few days ago, um, like news came out that No Man's Sky was had the most successful Steam launch of 2016. And like it had like uh, over 250,000 players like that's the peak number of players yeah but then again playing the, C- the game at the same time then again the pc version is busted you know because yeah yeah, uh, it, yeah there's, there's a lot of things that they need to like clear up before they start implementing things like multiplayer yeah. a bit but the thing yeah, is yeah. i mean people... the next patch they're releasing is is gonna is basically fixing bugs like yeah. that's already been stated like yes they're that, which is cool like that's they're taking care of the important stuff first but i think like there's a weird thing with this game that the people's perception of what No Man's Sky is is completely different than what the developer intends you to to uh, you know to to think of because people are like I I imagine like there are communities of people who have their ideal version of No Man's Sky in their imagination that they really wish that the actual product was that you know. And then yeah. there's the development that there's the developer that's trying to message, like, really vaguely, but at the same time, like, put out a message about what their game is actually like, and people are are in denial for, for, um, like, they're in denial of 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 what they got as an end product compared yeah. to what they imagined the game would be. So yeah, not even not even yeah. that like. Like so many people had their own idea of what this game was, even before the game. I mean, when it, when the game was first announced, like, and and the thing is, it wasn't like the studio was was uh, confusing like the the messaging. Like they were, they did. A, I personally think that they did a pretty good job at uh, at 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 sending out what the game, like sending out a message of what the game is about. But people, like some people just, you know, like took that message and twisted it into what they wanted, like you were saying, you know, which sucks because, because uh, like they've been receiving, like, like I've been following, following this like closely and, and they've been receiving a ton of like hate and Sean Murray has been called a liar and like all other nasty stuff. This is, this is, this is, this is super silly to be honest, like. Yeah, it's I don't so know why unfounded. Pe- like I don't know why like people are like this. You know, the developer intends to make a game the way they imagine, like the way they imagined it. I mean, it's yeah. hype. Hype is one thing that could really, really destroy your game. But in the same mm-hmm. time, in the same time, it's it's always good for like us as consumers to have like realistic expectations. You know, you take you take yeah. you and, take and it- you take the words like for for granted, like. Okay, Sean Murray said there's going to be multiplayer. The game releases without multiplayer. Okay, ask yourself why. I mean, 
you're not a game developer. At least understand from their perspective, there could have been some hurdles that they had to, they had to, you know, they had to overcome in order for them yeah. to implement a game the way it was technically designed. You know, and I think yeah. I think people lack this understanding and they just jump straight to hate mail and they ju- jump straight to death threats, which is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly childish. And uh, I don't know. It's so it's so damn stupid. Like. Like, come on, like, grow up. Like, what a, like, I, I hate this this notion that, like, I hate seeing these gamers think they're entitled and that, that they have the right to act this way just because, you know, like, just because they 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 own the game or something. You See, know, like, okay, no one, no one, first of all, no one forced you to buy the game. You know, maybe you should have researched it before buying the game or waited and not pre-ordered, you know, like waited to see w- the reactions of, of journalists and, and other uh, people. But like, like you bought the game. It's your fault if you, you know, like thought the game was something else. Don't take it out on this developer who's been busting his butt, like working late nights and, you know, 24 hours, seven days a week to, to put out this game that was his dream. And successfully, like he, they did a pretty like decent job, you know. Like, it's it's just ridiculous to think that way. I think I think people are entitled to voice their opinions, but I think yeah, yeah, the no, way I'm not saying, no, no, the way yeah. the way they approach it is key. Like, okay, if you have concerns about a game and it's and you paid the sixty dollars for a game that apparently was not like up to your expectations okay fine you can voice you can voice your opinion just don't issue yeah. death threats you know that's there's yeah, there's yeah. a certain line that you you want to just not step over because it's really really ridiculous how like the communities uh, like a gaming communities can can react to certain things that they don't like towards people who are as you just said busting their butts trying to trying to you know, ship a product that is super, 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 super time-consuming for them to like create and make. You know, and yeah. sadly, sadly, seeing a reaction like this and how like detrimental it is to the game's success. Um, you know, I don't know. I I really feel sad for the developer. Like, okay, I I I feel good for them. Like for launching a game like this, this ambitious, but also sad for like the kind of crap that being they've been getting from. Yeah, from yeah. you know and alleged I mean, fans you know yeah and and i mean like okay what what i meant was about um entitlement is like you're entitled to your opinion but you're not in like the developer doesn't need to listen to you you know and and just because you feel like something needs to be in a game doesn't mean the developer has to do that no you're no just no entitled to your opinion no, no. Yeah, but exactly. some people yeah 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 but some people take it to the next level and it's just like you know like it's it's trash. It's trash. Anyways, um, I think I think No Man's Sky is still an interesting game. I'll be closely like seeing how they update it. Uh, yeah. And I hope like they 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 put in this hook that'll 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 lure me into into buying this game like sometime soon because I think it's pretty cool and it has some potential, but I still don't know if it's. My cup of tea, unless I try it myself, you know. Um, I yeah. think it's one of those games that you shouldn't you shouldn't dismiss, but you should know if you if if 
it'll, like you should it'll know be, what you're getting into. Yeah, you should know what you're getting into, and and you should have had a feel of what kind of game, like what kind of genre this is from previous games of of that that came like that are similar to this. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. I tried Minecraft before, and based on my experience with Minecraft, I'm a little bit like cautious about getting No Man's Sky like right out of the gates. So. I mean, it's I'm it's, not making a comparison, yeah, like, but it's it's yeah, it's yeah. around the same ballpark. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I just want to say real quick, uh, like another aspect of uh, No Man's Sky that I really enjoyed. Um, um, crap, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Never mind. Let's get going. <laughs> All right. So so let's move on to uh, uh, quick news, news quick. and uh, a little quick... Uh, Discussion about I mean, the Nintendo even, NX. Yeah, yeah, it's not even news right now, but we're just gonna throw in our opinions. Yeah, sure. So we have Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> we have Final Fantasy 15 being delayed two months, which I am so yeah. happy it is happening. Um, yeah. I think Hajime Tabata's <laughs> video was incredibly respectful. Like the what you know, Tabata is the producer of the game, and yeah. and and yeah. he released a video. I mean, Square Enix released a video uh, recording of him basically apologizing for the delay and the reason for the delay. Basically, they wanted to include mm-hmm. the day one patch um, in the retail disc, and it. Of course, going, you know, they already have the gold master that they need to reprint again in order for them yeah. to include the day one patch into the game because, okay, some people don't have internet and we want them to have the best experience, the best quality yeah. game that we're going to ship. And I think I can respect that. Uh, yeah. Just real quick, I want to add to that. Like, yeah. Like, I understand it was respectful, like, that he came out and, and he said those things. And a lot of people on Twitter and even on Reddit where, where I browse, they everyone was like yeah it's cool that like a company is doing that it's great it's and like and square never I, does I think, that like they never did that yeah. before but but look i think it's ridiculous that we're praising them for doing this because this is something they should have already been doing anyways like i hate this practice and and i'm not i'm not i'm not targeting square only like they're not the only de- that developer that does this but like i hate this new practice that 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 we have right now, ever since the PS4 and the Xbox One were released, where nearly every new game has a day one patch. Like it's ridiculous. Like yeah. just finish your game and and publish it when it's 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 done. Like so, what if you have delays? Uh, like delay a game, like get it done, and it's better than than having a day one patch. Like, See the problem. The problem I, here is that the, the the it's not the developer. Sometimes the developer doesn't have control over this but, it's the stakeholders yeah. you know this is this is the problem yeah, but 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 like I, I i don't really buy that either because i mean in the previous generation like we didn't have this issue either like because it wasn't a solution a, that it wasn't a viable solution yeah it wasn't a viable solution yeah. but but it's uh, like too many developers and publishers are relying on this day one patch and and it's it's a stupid practice and like okay, I'm I'm glad that Square Enix are taking the time to, you know, um, you know they're delaying the game so they could include the patch in the in in the retail disc. But we shouldn't praise them for it. It's their job. This is something they should have already been doing anyways. Of course, and, of course. You know, well, like okay, like hats off to them and to the stockholders and whatever for for, you know, taking this decision. But I'm like personally going to refrain from from praising them. 
Uh, it's fair. It's a fair point. Um, I think I think the the idea that Square Enix, which is a company that usually are very quiet and they don't communicate very well for like they haven't been this vocal in a very 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 long time and i think they started to become more um transparent with their with their messaging ever since final fantasy 14 bombed initially and yeah and, and i think and I, mean, I think that was a learning yeah that was a learning experience for them and yeah, yeah. and i mean they need to be vocal for this because like I mean, they're like I feel like Final Fifteen, uh, Final Fifteen, Final Fantasy Fifteen is make it or break it for them. Like they're they need this to succeed, and and for them, like it's there's so much hype behind the game, and for them to like like for them to 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 like for the game to do well, they need to be transparent. They need to be honest with the customer and the consumers. And um, I'm glad they are. I mean, like, I like again, like I won't praise them for it, but I'm glad that they came out and they gave us a reason for it. You know? Yeah. Um, again, uh, game is going to be out on the 29th of November. Um, I hope it's going to end up being a great game. Um, yeah. In other well, news, I really want quick, to play quick, it very fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quick question, Jakob. Yeah. Shoot. What would I? What would you say if I told you a year from now, you can play Monster Hunter on your big screen TV with HD graphics? I love the segue, Patrick. You <laughs> asked a very, 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 very <laughs> attractive question here, my friend. So, so, so basically, we're going to talk about the Nintendo NX. Mm-hmm. If I could play Monster Hunter in HD. Yeah. On the go, and then transition really quickly to a like a living room setup. I would be in heaven. Like, okay, I've had this experience before on the Wii U playing Monster Hunter Three Ultimate, but it's yep. it's not as streamlined as I wished it would be. So let's talk about the NX. Like, okay, really, uh, we're not gonna dabble too deep the into rumors. this, but yeah, the, the rumors, rumors of what we already know so far from. The Nintendo NX. It's going to be a hybrid device running on a ARM processor. Um, basically, it's going to be uh, based on the Tegra X1 chip that is currently uh, being manufactured for the NVIDIA Shield console. Um, and then, just to clarify, like this, this is a rumor. But these like, are rumors, it's, yeah. It's- yeah, yeah, all right. But but yeah, so. yeah, I mean, I mean, they've been reported by Eurogamer, and their yeah. sources seem to be solid every time they post any rumors. So yeah, um, they were also being echoed by other outlets. So it seems it seems to be like pretty legit. Uh, but yeah, the Tegra X One or a variant of the Tegra X One that uh, that Nintendo is uh, that they're making for uh, like Nvidia is making for Nintendo. Um, Apparently, it's, it might have a detachable controller. Um, yeah. When it's when you're when you're docking it on a docking station, uh, connecting it to the TV, um, and then you're gonna basically be able to take the console on the go, and it's gonna have like local multiplayer on the go. This is gonna be something that they're gonna be marketing the device uh, with, and. 
I think it's interesting to see like their console and and portable with like converging into this one hybrid thing and like making good use of their strengths as a portable like a a, a company that makes a portable really good portable console like a portable uh, device like the the ds was uh and then again like mixing it up with the power of what a console what is expected out of a console maybe not in, in the standards of a playstation or an xbox but uh good enough to to give you the best of both worlds um i don't know what do you guys think yeah, I mean, like, uh, like I, I heard people complaining that that the NX won't be as powerful as the PS4 and the Xbox One, and honestly, like, when it comes to Nintendo consoles, I really don't care when it comes to power because, like, Nintendo has shown time and time again that they can take a weak system and make like amazing stuff with the the power that they have, you know. Um, like look at Super Mario Galaxy one and two on the Wii, like it looked like a great game, even though the Wii was pretty weak, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and I think I think so- it's it's mostly it's mostly um, their art styles. Like they know how to wiggle yeah. around, like ba- hardware yeah, hard- hardware, hardware issues. Yeah, hardware uh, yeah. performance. Yeah, it's it's their art direction. They're just really good at that, um, and. Other people are saying, like, you know, like the the NX, you know, might not encourage third-party developers, you know, to to come back to Nintendo. And honestly, like, people need to wake up. Like, no matter what Nintendo does, third-party developers aren't going to be publishing games left and right for Nintendo anymore. Like, okay, so so he, just... hear me out. Hear me yeah. out a second. Yeah, yeah. I think. Like this is this is a this is a very far fetched like guess here, but okay. I yeah. think I believe the NX is going to be a proper like successor to the DS more than being a successor to a, a home console. Yeah, that and, that makes like, sense. Yeah. If this is the way they're going to target the console, like that they're going to target the NX like as a device, I think third party developers that are used to making portable games port like games that are like they think like design wise are portable they can they can easily like still gain interest in making these kind of games for the nx and still make it relevant uh for the console you know for the for the device itself because yeah you'll have capcom making their monster hunter games their their ace attorney games their you know you have you have Nintendo making their Animal Crossing games, and it'll all make sense with this device because. Oh yeah, but I mean, like, it's what still I, a portable what, what as I, well, you know. Yeah, yeah. What I meant is, like, you're never going to see Destiny on a Nintendo console. No, no, no. You're this... you're, ne- you're you're never going to see like a like a Call of Duty, like a full on Call of Duty on a Nintendo console. You know. And I believe um, this is this is fine because I I don't think oh, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, that there necessarily has to be a third player in the in the, in the like the high-end console market cuz yeah, yeah I, two is already more than more than enough in my opinion but yeah. I think I think the way the way Nintendo have it is like okay okay we have we're going to have something super unique as usual and then we're going to we're going to try to double down on both portable and console because our hardware can properly support it now. 
Yeah. And I mean, another reason why they don't need third-party developers is the fact that um, Nintendo themselves have so many studios underneath them. Um, so imagine instead of the studios trying to develop games for two Nintendo consoles, the 3DS and the Wii U, you're going to have all these Nintendo studios developing games for just one console. Exactly. So it's, it it'll would be a very good way to like spend your resources. Yeah, and, and I won't be surprised to see that like you'd have a steady stream of games coming out throughout the year. And I'm not going to be surprised if the launch for the NX is is uh, impressive, you know? Like, I'm sure they'll have... I mean, they're going to have Zelda for sure. Um, they should... Like, my dream launch for the NX would include Zelda, Super Mario, and um, one other big title. I don't know, maybe like an HD Monster Hunter. If, if, they, if they release those three games as a launch, as part of their launch lineup, I think the NX would do really well uh at launch especially in japan you know i think i think this is some somewhat realistic because we have nintendo ead i think that's the studio that's working on the yeah. the, the super mario galaxy the galaxy team basically yeah. so yeah, so yeah, galaxy yeah. team is definitely working on something and i'm 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 Hoping that they're holding it, holding it off for the NX, and maybe I by so, yeah, maybe like within six months or like release window, they would actually have a Mario game out, and that yeah. would really, I mean, really, really help with their with their uh, launch. Um, there, there's there's not going to be another major Nintendo release on the Wii U until like Zelda. Like I yeah. highly doubt they're going to announce another thing. And exactly. um, and one more thing, like something else I've heard um, on Twitter and. Uh, like some other websites, um, like Retro Studios has been quiet for some time now. Like the last game they released was Donkey Kong uh, Frozen, Trop Fro what was it? Frozen... Tropical Freeze. Uh, yeah, Tropical Freeze. That was the last game they released. Ever since then, they've been pretty quiet. Um, people expected them to announce something uh, um, at E3, and they didn't. Yeah. So... And up until recently, though, like on, I, I saw uh, a tweet that uh, was a rumor from a reliable source that said that they might be working on a new Kid Icarus game. So if that's the case, I mean, a Kid Icarus game developed by uh, Retro Studios might turn out to be really interesting, especially since what, you know, like... The, their previous games that they worked on, like minus Donkey Kong, like Metroid Prime, like was a whole new um, direction for the Metroid series. So if they were able to do that with Metroid, I'm really curious to see what they would do with uh, Kid Icarus because um, the last Kid Icarus game on the 3DS was like really fun and enjoyable, but the the controls were weren't that great because you were forced to hold the 3DS at a really and like at a awkward position and and like the it, it just wasn't fun to play because of the controls. So if the if these rumors are true and Retro Studios next game is Kid Icarus, it'll be interesting to see what they would that they're able to do with the NX if it's an NX title, which I mean I'm guessing it, it would be. Well, yeah, I mean, 
it's going to be an interesting launch. Um, yeah. I think I think they're gonna Re- they're gonna like divert most of their efforts to releasing like increasing their their launch library. Um, yeah. And yeah, I hope they nail it also in the network end. Uh, network end is going to yeah. be really important for I mean, them to get right. Yeah, I mean, so far, like, like Splatoon has, uh, like, network-wise, Splatoon's doing really well, and it's still doing really well. Um, I mean, Nintendo, I feel like the, they'll improve. They won't improve drastically, but I don't think it'll be a step back. Like, it'll, it'll be, it'll be a good improvement. I, and, I sure, I, I sure anyway. hope so. Yeah. Anyways, we'll find out more in September. They're supposed to say some. Uh, there's, I don't know if they're revealing the NX in September, but there, there's supposed to be some big news. Yeah, they're uh, supposed to. I think they're supposed it. to reveal it in September because September yeah. is. Um, here's the thing. Tokyo, Tokyo, Tokyo Game, Game Show right? is going to be in mid-September. I think on the fifteenth till yeah. the eighteenth, and then yeah. there's going to be all the press, like international press, is going to be in the uh, in Japan at the time. So I think if they're mm-hmm. going to set up. Um, specific like booths or if they're going to have some hands-on time or they're going to give people some hands-on time in Japan this is the time mm. where they can actually send press invites and okay you guys can come out uh, come out and check out the the NX of course they're going to have to put out the direct before it or, or, or maybe they decide to resurrect something like Space World I don't know but but <laughs> it, yeah. it's an opportunity for the press to actually have some hands-on with the hardware, assuming they have a, a working prototype or a working um, dev kit that that they can they can actually you know preview or sh- or, or have press sh- you know show the press in order to give the impressions to to the to, to the consumers who are probably yeah. like holding off and buying maybe the the Scorpio or the PlayStation Neo just. For a brand new experience, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Who knows? It's not gonna be. It's not like we're gonna be waiting for an awful long time before we actually see what the NX truly is. And I think, yeah. I think, like if they nail this, if they, if they properly market this, if they properly explain what it is, and not have like the yeah. confusion that was associated with, um, with the Wii U when it came when it came out, I think they might actually have a really really solid piece of hardware. That they can, yeah. that they can, like they can, really popularize among the people who are into console stuff and people who are into portable, like the casuals. Yeah, yeah. the casuals. And I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna say like one other feature which I feel the NX needs and requires, and which I feel would help Nintendo a lot is some sort of uh, ability to connect to phones, like. Not directly connect to phones, but like for instance, right now they're supposedly working on Fire Emblem and, and Animal Crossing for smartphones. There's going to be an next version, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine imagine playing Animal Crossing on your phone. Whatever, like I like I highly doubt they'd release a, a, a fully fleshed out Animal Crossing on the phone. So whatever they release, but imagine con- connecting your phone to the NX and. And um, being able to, you know, communicate with Animal Crossing on the NX and Animal Crossing on your smartphone, you know, like that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So I feel like that that's something, and it's not something that Nintendo's never done before. I mean, the GameCube had some kind of connectivity with the Game Boy Advance, and uh, and before that, the Game Boy Color had like some sort of connectivity with, um, or wait, no, it was just the GameCube in the. the it was Game the GameCube and the, and the Game Boy Advance, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I understand I understand your point. Um, 
this is also this also has to have like a good network backend as well to support this yeah. kind of thing. And I think like their their deal with DNA is is hopefully it's part gonna of that, yeah think, it's yeah. part of that it is actually part of that because they're they're doing their their new network like back end and I think they have that in mind like every time they they mention the NX with their and their uh, uh, what call it and their uh, uh, um, their 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 conference calls that they make with the with the stakeholders like they always mention their network their DNA is working on this DNA is working on that they're we're working on an account system we're hopefully gonna yeah. have this this and this integrated together so that every single device that we work on communicates in some shape or form so I think it's really interesting what they're gonna have with the with the NX and I hope I hope like it's it's the kind of device that I've been thinking, like, I've been imagining the whole time, like, okay, if I can just play Monster Hunter anywhere and it'll look good on the go and it'll still look good on TV, and, like, there's minimal setup that I need to do in order for me to, like, take my experience from a portable um, experience to a, you know, home entertainment, home console experience, and it would be seamless and really cool. I I, I can't wait to see what it is, if it's anywhere close to that. And I think, like, the Tegra X1 or whatever next-gen chip they're going to make for the the NX is... I mean, it's proven to, to look good, like to, to give really like decent vi- visuals. And for, for portability and, and the kind of visuals this chipset can give you, I think it's like more than enough. It's, it's, su- it's sufficient for what it is, you know? Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm excited. I'm really excited to see what it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm so scared for this console because usually Nintendo... Uh, I have like I built up like a bad history about Nintendo, and uh, I I still can't believe it that this one will be like the rumors said. I think there's there are some like negative things in this in the rumors, but the, we, they are still not talking about it, or they they don't know about it. Like uh, when when we talked in our Arabic podcast about. Uh, uh, how how powerful is the machine? Uh, how what what uh, what's the size of the machine? How much the battery will will uh, last? Yeah, will last while playing. There are so many questions unanswered uh, that will make so much difference in the decision for other people. I know I'm going to buy it, whatever uh, the console is, because I love Nintendo games. But I'm talking about the general user, uh, the general gamer who wants to to try a new thing. It will, uh, maybe I hope it will be powerful as they as they say without some without so many negative things that makes it. Yeah, for example, if it's a portable mm. that I can't put in my pocket, it's going to be a little bit tricky to carry around. You know, it's like okay, we're used I to mean, the general idea of like okay, I'm going to take a laptop with me, a gaming yeah. laptop, so I'm going to definitely put it in a bag and walk around with it. But if it's if it's something that's supposed to replace a traditional portable in a sense, like what the DS and what the Game Boy was like, then I don't think this is going to target that same audience in that case, you know? Yeah, like, look, Nintendo has a good reputation in terms of the their the design of their portables. You know, like, I, I when it comes to their philosophy, like, f- from my understanding, they're not going to release a portable that doesn't fit in your pocket, you know? They're not going to release a portable that that kids can't use. Because at the end of the day, like, they want to target. They want to target everyone, but the, but they also want to target the youth. And if 
the the NX is like a weird like sized gadget that's that wouldn't fit in your pocket, then it's not going to fit in a kid's hands, you know? It's yeah, not going to fit in like true. a seven-year-old's hands or, or eight-year-old's hands, you know? That's very so, true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, at the end of the day, it's all rumors. It's all speculation. Of course. Yeah. No it's, one knows. It's, fun, it's fun to, like, speculate Yeah. yeah, yeah. Up, yeah. On, and, top, and on top it, of, like, alleged, you know, legit and it makes, information. Yeah, it, but, yeah. It, 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 all this is just making me get excited, but, like, then you 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 see those um, mock-ups of like what people think the NX is, and it's like it just looks ridiculous because you can have like you can draw a hundred mock-ups, and I guarantee you it's nothing like what Nintendo has planned. Cause yeah, it's, it's they, usual like this. People yeah, usually draw it's fun. so it's, many it, different things. It's yeah, part, yeah, it's I'm, part I'm of the saying, fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, like yeah, yeah, if you look at the mockups, and then you, and then you like see which one got it the closest. You know, uh, yeah, it, it, it's 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 incredibly interesting to be like, okay, this. I don't know, like every five years, Nintendo has to come up with something weird, and I think yeah. I think this time, I think this time, I, I have I have a feeling like I'm I'm very I'm optimistic. Like I'm unusually optimistic about the NX compared to like previous. Uh, things that you know, previous uh, devices that Nintendo have been releasing in the past. Uh, I don't know why, but I have a good feeling that this this one is gonna, it's 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 gonna be special. So yeah, yeah. September, man. It's not gonna be a long wait. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe like same same time today, like same day next month. <laughs> yeah. We might know what it is. So yeah. Fingers Hopefully. crossed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. So I guess uh, this will round up the uh, the podcast for today. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. So you guys can find us on uh, www.luckygg.com and uh, 248am.com. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes. If you're on an Android device you can, you can, and you're using a, a podcatcher app like uh, Pocket Cast, you can also search for us there. Um, we'll be also uploading a video version of this episode. Um, I hope so. This I, is our first story. I hope it's our we, first. Can, we don't get any, Yeah. We're hoping to release... I'll, I'll rephrase. We're hoping to release a yeah. video version of this episode uh, on YouTube. You can find us at youtube.com slash luckygengamers. Um... And uh, for Patrick and uh, Bishu, I'm your host, Yagoob, and see you next time. Good night. Bye -bye. This